Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, hey, welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Be sure to hit that subscribe button because sometimes YouTube, they unsubscribe people without their knowledge, Larson. We've got a couple people on Twitter at RealGoingInRaw telling us that. So be sure you hit that subscribe button and the little bell notification thing so that you guys uh, know whenever there's new Going In Raw content. Yes. Um, and also on the iOS podcast app or whatever podcast app you use, be sure to hit subscribe or download. That helps not only you get more content, but it helps the show's profile. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Right now we have 45 or so people watching. Did you make this available to uh, $1? $1 and up. This is up. because this cool. is the post-Smackdown pay-per-view episode of Smackdown recap. Yes. Um, all patrons, dollar and up, get this particular episode uh, live streaming. So not only do you get the live stream version of it, you get to see it if you, if you miss the live stream itself. Usually it processes um, quicker than we're able to get the, the edited version of the podcast Correct. up. So that's good, too. Um, and uh, we're going to start doing proper, uh, like a, for the $5 and up patrons, uh, a bonus episode. And I think the $1s get that once a month, too. Um, and it's, uh, it's going to be a weekly non-news bonus episode. So all the news that sort of trickles out that really isn't a big deal. We're going to conglomerate that all with our humorous... Uh, commentary takes on it. Yes. Like, for example, Kevin Owens, people were worried, Larson, that he was injured at Money in the Bank. He was not injured at Money in the Bank. No injury. Kevin Owens was fine. He had a match last night. Non-news. Most of it happened during a commercial break. But you guys are going to find that out this Friday. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're also at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw. We've got 10 great designs up right now. More to come. This is actually a Patreon exclusive for $50 and up. 
Talking about best value for us. Yes. You get a T-shirt. Um, but anyways, let's uh, let's let's talk about SmackDown. It wasn't Arson. very good, was it? This was not the best SmackDown show. You know, we we're we're high on SmackDown these days, and admittedly, they have set a high bar. This this ha- did not even come close. There's a lot. I got a lot of problems with SmackDown right now, Larry. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll start with you first, though. We'll, let's 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 confront this whole money in the bank thing yeah. head on. Yes. Um, we talked about this a little bit off camera yesterday, and I decided I was going to sort of bring it up here. One of our good friends was uh, Karen, mm-hmm. who uh, uh, is as knowledgeable a wrestling fan as I've ever come across. Yes. She's there at all the NXT events. Yes. Um, we, uh, we met her at the Progress Show. Exactly. In yeah. Orlando. And if you're at a Progress Show, you know you're wrestling. Yes. So anyways, uh, she left a comment on our uh, Money in the Bank recap video. And uh, it essentially, it was really long, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, she laid out her, her general qualms with the finish of the Money in the Bank women's match. And, uh, and, and her, so one of, the, one of the main points that I took away from it was she said, literally none of my female wrestling fan friends uh, liked the finish for the historical context of things and for a couple different, like even for the detailed storyline reasons or the booking reasons. Um, and, and that got me thinking, I'm like, you know, I marked out when Ellsworth started climbing the ladder because in the moment, in the bubble, it was, I, I thought it was, I, I'm an Ellsworth fan. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. I think he's funny. Um, but when, as a company, your product disillusions, disheartens, uh, uh you know, half the population of your potential fan base, that, that's a fail. Mm-hmm. That's a failure. Yeah. Now, I also um, understood your point of view in terms of, well, I want to see how this is going to play out on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think on Monday we talked about um, things in more detail than we did on the stream. I mean, on the stream, it was kind of, you know, at, in the moment, we were like, okay, this could be interesting. This yeah. is different. This, yeah. We'll see how it plays out. And yeah. I, you know, I mean, I completely understand why people had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, let's see how it plays out, and if if it doesn't seem like they're going to do anything with it story wise, then yeah, it's going to be an incredible disappointment. Yeah, based on what happened last night, I'm leaning towards this being an incredible disappointment. It's a fail. Yes, because it's, yeah, I told you before we I'm started. Glad we're on the same page. I you. told you, I told you before we started. This feels like right now, uh, uh, something similar to. Um, faces losing in their hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it, was, yeah, it was an yeah, opportunity yeah. to try to get some really quick heat on Ellsworth and Carmella mm-hmm. um, without any real regard to where the story is going to go. Yeah. And in this day and age when there is basically no kayfabe, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Right. Because, yeah, the performers will get some of the heat, but most of the heat is going on the company yeah. for making such a boneheaded decision. Which is not where you want your heat going. No. Yeah. No, I mean, in the 80s, maybe it works. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, the, the WWF was still putting up the pretense of what they were doing was real. Mm-hmm, yeah. Now they don't do it. They can't have it both ways. They can't right. acknowledge that kayfabe, you know, is basically non-existent on their programming mm-hmm. and then try to say, okay, well, this is just all storyline. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's just not a smart move. What's stunning to me, so last night we got the, the, the storyline twist, if you will, or whatever the next, you know, we, we got what happens next, and what happens next is a makeup, a redo of Money in the Bank. Next week on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan came out, and he, mm-hmm. took, he, he laid out his case, or, or he laid out, you know, the, the various sides, um, and he said, you know what, we're doing another one next week. And, uh, and, and so uh, the obvious question is, was this pre-planned? Or was this an about face 
given the heat that it got. According to Dave Meltzer, who, I, I, in my opinion, is more often right than wrong, this was pre-planned. This was a stupid plan if yes. that's the case. Yes. In terms of being an about-face, that's doing what they can do, I guess. I still don't like the move. I still think it's stupid. But if this was pre-planned, it makes it infinitely more stupid. Yes. It if makes they, it seem like they were just taking yes. that huge stage to get heat on Carmel and Ellsworth, which they could do a hundred different ways and still have a satisfying ending to the match. Let's simply troll the people who want to see and are interested in the historical aspect, the historical context of this moment of seeing a woman competitor climb the ladder and hold the briefcase. Let's take that away. Let's literally troll the people who we would love to have in the fold of our business Mm -hmm. as people who are going to put in money to the business. Let's troll those people using something that is very near and dear to their heart. Yes. Let's take all this goodwill that we've developed with them, and now let's pee-pee on it. Yeah, pretty much. Let's do that and think that it'll be okay because when SmackDown happens next week, we're going to have that image on a free TV show as opposed to at the pay-per-view, in the big moment, the inaugural time, the first time, because there will always be that asterisk of James Ellsworth Holding the briefcase yeah. for the first time. And here's time. another thing. Um, relating more towards the storyline and the heat, which is obvious that Carmel and Ellsworth have now. We saw that during mm-hmm. the promo, yeah. which kicked yeah. off the show. Um, there's a problem, though. If Carmella doesn't win next week, that's basically all gone. I know. I know. So you bought two weeks' worth of heat. Mm-hmm. In doing so, you alienated potentially a huge yeah. portion of your audience. There's no way. If, what the damage is done... If Carmella doesn't win next week, this is infinitely more stupid. It is infinite because, and and here's the sad thing about this. I think Carmella is doing the best work of her career. She is exceeding expectations. That promo last night. Yeah, it was great. I watched it twice. Me too. It was fantastic. She was, the emotion that was coming through her voice, I really felt was real. It honestly came off like, she was she was feeling the heat of what was going on, and I who knows what kind of like Twitter DMs too, because a lot of these wrestling fans they take this stuff really seriously. <laughs> like she wasn't the one, she wasn't the one who concocted the scheme yes. here. She's not the booker, but wrestle a lot of wrestling fans out there. They take this, they'll they'll start blaming the wrong people. They'll start blaming kind of the messenger in this case. Yes, and so her promo I thought was really heartfelt and fantastic. And within the context of her character saying, basically, screw you guys, I miss money in the bank because I'm not looking to to make history. I'm looking out for myself. Yeah, and her future. And her future. I thought that was, I thought that was exactly what she should have said. That being said, the entirety of it is really stupid. Um, But they they could have still done, like literally, if that, I, I think for the most part, if the match at Money in the Bank had played out, had it did, except have Carmella actually get the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think most of this, if not a vast majority of it, would have been, would have been avoided. Yeah. No, I know, I agree. If she was the one to... A hundred million times over, if she was the one to climb up and get it. And 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 like I, and you can have Ellsworth still get, get uh, interfering, mm-hmm. knocking the ladder off so yeah. that he can win. That yeah. gets heat. Yeah. But still, you have Carmella yeah. getting the briefcase it for herself. Simply seemed... And 
I mean, okay, playing devil's advocate, and I don't agree with this with this take, but this is the storyline that everybody has been talking about since it happened. Yes. It's not the way that, that, that's not the kind of heat that I think your company wants. That's not the kind of attention your company wants. I do know that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Vince's take on things was, well, any publicity is good publicity. Get the most heat you can. You know, we're talking about it at the head of the show. That's not the direction you want to go. You don't want to be pissing off your the fans to your company. Like you're, you're supposed to be using the character. You're supposed to be mad at the. You're supposed to create villainous characters that you really love to hate. Yes. Not like, hey, we're a company who's obviously peeing on you. Yes. That's not what you want. And but like I said, you know, Carmella and Ellsworth's work. I mean, a lot of our fans are over Ellsworth. I personally am not. I think he's a fantastic heel character. I thought Daniel Bryan, you know, punking him out last night was fantastic because that's the kind of reaction you want. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyways, we can get a little bit more into this. Uh, I thought that a lot of the minutia of that from the performance was, was pretty good. Um, we started off with uh, everybody. Uh, Tamina, I'm sorry, Tamina, Charlotte, Becky, and Natalia outside Daniel Bryan's office. He comes out and, and you know, they're all trying to talk to him he says okay hold on um i'm gonna listen to each of you but first he wanted to hear what uh carmella and ellsworth had to say yeah which led directly to uh carmella and ellsworth coming out to the ring and dropping a really effective heel promo yeah 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 yeah, yeah. tons of heat they yeah. do oh, right yeah. now have tons of heat on yeah them. yeah but the the image of her i mean like like i said i don't believe there's any way to salvage this it's doing damage control at this point and having her be the image carrying it. But you're going to kill everything about her if she doesn't win next week. Um, so anyways, then we had uh, Charlotte and Daniel Bryan backstage. And I thought that these, when when Charlotte and especially when Becky Lynch. Oh, Becky was great last night. That was out of this world. That was fantastic. When the, when Especially when Becky, but even Charlotte I thought was pretty strong. Appealing to Daniel Bryan saying, you need to fix this. Yeah. You need to fix this. We'll get to Becky Lynch's in a bit when it happened. Um, so Charlotte essentially said, Daniel, you need to fix this. And he says, I'm, I'm going it, to – it's very complicated. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'll, we'll see. Then we had um, the New Day. They came out, dropped a, a promo. What, what did they talk about? They said something about uh, New Day's – what they call it? Their playpen? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was their playpen – uh, I forgot the details of, of their thing, but they were basically, you know, responding to the Usos. That led to a match between uh, Big E and Jimmy Uso. Yeah. Um, which they, they cut to commercial and they did a little split screen thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny because because like there's so much when they when they're when they're both in the ring before the bell rings and then, you know, typically they cut to commercial and we don't get to see all the milling about that happens. Oh, I know. There's so much milling about. Yes. Well, except in the case of Chad Gable and Kevin Owens, we actually had most of the match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which happened during the commercial yeah, break. Yeah, I know, exactly. We got that on Little Time. And, like, AJ was on commentary for the match, but he said, like, three things that were actually yeah, televised on air. I know, I know. Uh, so, let's see here. Um, Kofi did that dive again. Yeah, that's great. Because the Usos, they tried to bolt again. And Kofi, that's just his thing, man. That's a hell of a trust exercise. I know. To go, to just... Because he just flew up those steps and jumped and backwards. I know himself backwards into the Usos. That was a lot of fun. I love. I hope he keeps on doing it. Oh, I know that's amazing. Well, the one he did at Money in the Bank was incredible, was fantastic. Oh my goodness, that was great. Uh, Big E did pick up an actual win uh, with the big end. I love Big E, man. 
I think he's great. Like oh, I've, yeah. I've always been kind of on the fence, and I know you've been completely in on this. Oh yeah. But Big E as a solo competitor down the line, if they <clears throat> if they did, I'm not. I, I like the idea of them free bird ruling a singles title. Yes. I like that idea. Absolutely awesome. But I could also see Big if they really play this and didn't do a split up, didn't do a split. But the new day helps propel Big E to to the to the world title. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be so much money if oh, they yeah. did it right. They would yeah. have to do it right. Kind of like kind of like the way that I thought that when we talked about yesterday about the idea of Enzo helping propel Big yeah, Cass yeah, yeah, yeah. to the top title scene. I think it could be even more effective with the new day. But I don't want to see a split. I want to no. see them all revel in holding the yes. world title. Yes, great. That'd be so much fun. Uh, let's see. Next, here. we had Daniel Bryan backstage on his phone, I believe, talking to Shane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Natalia and Tamina come in, yeah. And again, you know, say Daniel had to make this right. Yeah, Natalia was being extra with her, you know, sucking up to Daniel Bryan type thing. Also talking about her cats. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she was trying to have a, a converse, an endearing conversation with him, and <laughs> I think she can relate to him having a kid now is her cat. She said her cat was sleep. couldn't couldn't sleep. Couldn't her sleep. cat couldn't sleep couldn't because sleep, of money yeah. in the bank. That's a damn smart cat. Um, Tamina was just being annoyed with Natalia yeah. doing that, and she finally, you know, cut the BS. What are you gonna do? Daniel Bryan said, "We're gonna figure it out." Uh, then we had a Naomi interview, um, which was interrupted by Lana, who uh, very easily was able to get Naomi to agree to a title rematch. I know <laughs> that was a little that little oddball. Little oddball because mm-hmm. that that doesn't make any logical like sense. What? Why? All these, you have five people, you have five competitors who all have uh, varying degrees of legitimacy to claim, you know, a title shot. They're all, like, going through this yes. huge deal with yes. money in the bank. And Lana just asks Meanwhile, for it. Lana just gets whatever she wants. Yeah. It's like, why, why doesn't Becky Lynch go to Naomi? So, I hear you're a fighting champion. Can we do this? Yeah, I'm a fighting champion. You're going to feel the glow now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, cool. I got to tie everybody against title shots. Yeah. Apparently not. Apparently it just takes asking. It just takes asking. <laughs> exactly. It just takes asking. Even everybody, even like management was like, Naomi, you're a big deal. You're the champion. You don't have to do this. No, I'm going to put this title up on the line every week. Yeah. This is like the TV championship now. <laughs> Man. Anyway, so we're going to get a title rematch between Naomi and Lana next week. Yes. So our next week, are we going to get what we thought might have happened? No, because I think the the Money in the Bank match is going to be the main event next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it should be, huh? Yeah. Unless they book. I mean, look, I like that so far, like, the, the most intriguing questions are have to do with the women's division. Yeah. Like, we're, we're right now, we're figuring out, next week, is the women's Money in the Bank match going to be main event, or is Lana versus Naomi going to be main event? There's, like, no question. There's no, like, uh, yeah, we're we going to get gender. Like, what do we get this week, the main event? Jinder Mahal versus Luke Harper? We all know how that's going to play out. Yes. Like, there was no reason for that to be the main event. No. Besides the fact that it was the world title. Uh, but, oh, say looking at the the breakdown here, what else could be ma- the main event? The match that kicked off the second hour. That probably should have been the main event. Uh, what are we looking at here? Dolph versus Shinsuke that Nakamura. That should have been on the show! It was a good match. It was a good match, but how many times have we seen? What is Dolph saying? What is the justification for this match? What is Dolph Ziggler's record against Shinsuke Nakamura, including dark matches? Oh, for a lot. Oh, for so much. But, uh... What is the possible justification here? You need to fill out 20 minutes of TV time, Steve. 
Man, this, I thought this match was better than the one they had at uh, why Backlash. Didn't, why didn't we get Shinsuke versus Eric Rowan? Shinsuke versus, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of like heels that like haven't been used. And I don't even know if Eric Rowan is a heel. He just seems like kind of a confused fellow who yeah. goes around a bag of masks. Um, but, I mean, you know, you could toss Ty Dillinger in there with Shinsuke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. Did they ever fight in NXT? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, maybe they didn't. Um, but they're always buddy, I understand buddy your on point. Instagram. Yeah, I understand your point. Dude, we, and look, I'm not discounting that this was a good match. This was a fun match. Yeah, it was pretty good. We got to say, I would hope so. They fought 50 times over the past three weeks. And yet this one was still better than the one at Backlash, I thought. No, I thought it was too. Well, there is no reason I have it. Zero reason I have this okay. match. Why is, why is AJ still trying to get the U.S. title? What's the reason for that? Uh, I'm because it's a title. I understand, but and they had one match, which and then hey, at least in that match, Kevin Owens like morphed AJ into the table somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And got him counted out. At least there wasn't like a definitive pin there. Yeah, I know. It felt like though with Money in the Bank right in the middle of their feud, they might just move on. Let me ask you something. This oh, I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised when they went back to that. Can we just agree wrestling is kind of best when it's bad? It's probably more interesting to talk it's about. It's more fun to talk about. Let me ask you. We're gonna. I kind of noticed that yesterday when we were doing our our bad blood review because it's yeah. actually a pretty decent show. And the main event's fantastic. Yeah. It's like towards the end, like I was just going beat by beat through the match, and it's like, what else is there to really say? Okay. Like, well, here's this what, is great. Here's what happened yesterday. And it was I, really it, really it, hot it, here it, too. It, it was it was really hot, but I thought there would be. I thought that we would be able to get more discussion out of the Pillman death thing. And I just realized, I was like, God dang, that's just a bummer to talk about. And, and so it just, it threw me off and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, the, the main event was fantastic. So I think we need to stick to back because like you especially get so much more of a kick out of being able to talk shit. But when there's something that's like heavy, like nobody, like I'm fine talking about it, but you kind of want to stray away from that, and it's totally fine. Like I'm not, I'm not talking crap about it. Yeah. But it's like I sometimes I get the deer, deer in headlights from you when it's like, yeah, guy died, Larson. <laughs> no, I thought I, I thought I responded. No, you did, but I, I thought there was more material, material, because that's there. I'll say this: there is some dark humor to get from that, but it's really dark. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not, I'm blaming you for. I'm not blaming you for that, but, uh, but. When we get to talk about how silly wrestling can be, so let's role play really quick. You're Dolph Ziggler, and I'm uh, I guess Road Dog. Who's who's no? I'm Michael Hayes. We know he's backstage. Yeah. Who's, who's no Road Dog? I think is like head producer. Or Smack okay, Dad. I'll be Ro- Road Dog then. All right, you come here. I'm you, Dolph. You're Dolph. I'm Road Dog. Okay, the whiteboard's up there. Start the second hour. You see Dolph versus Shinsuke. Uh, hey Brian. Yeah. Um, I don't know what his voice is like. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. He talks. Like yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling Nakamura again. Oh, you didn't know? I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. You're asking a job again. <laughs> I thought I was here to show the world, though. <laughs> You're going to get a knee to the face. <laughs> Once again. Well, we've wrestled like 45 times. Oh, you didn't know? In the past four months. You're asking to call somebody. Apparently, you need to call someone in New Japan. <laughs> We I, right I, over. I wish I wish I had a better road dog impression. We skipped right over this Randy Orton interview. Oh, you didn't know? What do you think of Randy Orton's interview? I liked it, man. You know what? I think Randy Orton is really enjoying trying to get Jinder Mahal over. Yeah. I really believe that. From his matches 
you can always tell with Randy. Like he telegraphs whether or not he gives a damn. Like really, like he he telegraphs the crap out of that. And I think even in his interviews, like he's been kind of engaged. Yeah. When he starts talking about this is my favorite was when he said, I might go to India and start dropping RKOs on his uncles, his when he said grandma. The, the the idea of Randy Orton dropping an RKO on grandma is amazing. That's fantastic. So, yeah, Randy Orton's, I'm, usually I'm not a huge fan of sit-down interviews, but you take what you can get, especially well, also, in this show. They, they, this was short. Yeah, it was what, short. Yeah, exactly. When he starts saying, you know, you know, he touched my dad, I saw red, and, you know, I, I reacted. Uh, and he starts talking about throwing down RKOs on, on Mama Mahal. Every Mahal there is. That was good. I liked it. That was good. The guy wants to get him over. That's awesome. Yes. And Jinder, I thought, Jinder, after the main event last night, that was great. Yeah. Um, um, we talked already a bit about Dolph versus Nakamura. Yeah, so, okay. No else, more Pyro in his yeah, entrance. Yeah, I didn't notice this because I was still beside myself that I was getting this match again. I was just thinking to myself the entire, I was like, why am I watching this again? By the way, shout out to PlayStation View. That thing's fantastic. Once again, I was able to watch it, skip past commercials. Here, and it's kind of interesting conversation too. Is is the idea like we've talked a little bit about how much wrestling there is these days? There's a lot, and the idea that so like we you know with wrestling with anything in life, man, you got to find the shortcuts that make your life better. Yes, more efficient. so if it's that if it's watching the Hulu and the YouTuber because we've gotten like slack in the comments. What's the, like one guy? This is actually kind of comical. He says, "What's the Patreon reward to get both these guys to watch the entirety of both episodes of Raw and SmackDown?" Yeah, and like for the most part, we do. But we talk a lot about like story beats here, and we talk about the matches as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, on Raw the other night, uh, the Club versus the Hardys. Did you really need to watch the entire match to understand what was going to happen there? Did you really? Were they really going to reinvent the wheel during that match? No, were they going to advance any storyline really during the course of that match? <laughs> is it totally other fine? than Matt doing a couple extra deletes afterwards? Look, no. As a fan, is it totally fine to hit that fast forward button for a little bit? Well, hold on. Probably. There's a limit to that though. <laughs> there, yeah. There's a bit of a limit. Don't yeah. go to the, don't go to the three times fast forward because then oh. you can't follow the action whatsoever. <laughs> Stick with the the, yeah. the one time fast forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like. One and a half speed. Yeah, you can still follow the action. Yeah, but you know what? If the commercial comes on, you can hit thirty-two times fast. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, once you start seeing some images, it's okay to hit play, and you don't really have to rewind to like when it actually started. Because generally now, when you hit play, it'll go back. It'll go back to when you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so anyways, it's okay to take some shortcuts as long as you're catching up on what's going on. If there is, if look, if there's any five star matches during an episode of Raw, I'm, I'm sure, sure you can go back and watch it. Everybody will let you know. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I mean, look, you got to avoid burnout on this stuff sometimes, yes. man. Um, anyways, moving on, we had a uh, yeah, yeah, big surprise. Shinsuke won with a Kinshasa. Uh, Good match, though. Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn were backstage. For some reason, I really liked this segment. It felt very genuine, especially no, the interaction totally between Sami and, and Becky. What did did that so, felt so genuine? Was in my trip, Sami was not doing his over no. overbearing stuff. No. This was, you're right, very genuine. I, yeah. And and like you said, with Becky Lynch, it was like, I totally thought I was going to get something really annoying right now, and I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get like, dare I say, a heartfelt moment. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt. It felt genuine. No, it was good. Like Sammy le- legitimately hadn't talked to Becky since the Money in the Bank ladder match. Right. And his, his first opportunity to say, hey, 
you know, yeah, the way what, that matched a raw was, deal. Yeah, yeah, was un- was garbage. Yeah, that's the way they should have treated. I was I was happy about that. Uh, anyways, uh, so we're gonna get Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin next week, um, and then Becky gave a really impassioned. That's promo. Right. So she was saying, man, I mean, essentially, I'm just going to paraphrase, you know, I try and try and try. I try to do things the right way, and every single time, it's taken away from me, and there's nothing I could do about it. She said, things, she felt helpless. Well, she said, you know, they, we, we keep hearing that SmackDown's a land of opportunity, mm-hmm, but it yeah. seems like the land of handouts. Right, That's exactly. Yeah, said. that was a good line. And then Daniel Bryan says, it's complicated, and she, and this is a great punchline. She says, is it really that complicated to do the right thing? And that was good. I thought that was effective. That was good. I mean, at least, if, look, man, you got to try to find the positive in the shit show that we've been, in, yeah. that we've got from this. So I thought that was good. Next up, probably highlight of the night, Kevin Owens comes down, the new face of America. Open challenge. Yeah, but there's a caveat. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he would face anybody who was from Dayton, Ohio, which is where they were. Exactly. Yes. Which so, is a great idea, by yes. the way. So AJ comes out. He says, all right, let's go. Takes yeah. his vest off, and Kevin Owens goes, Hold on. Yeah. You're not from Dayton. <laughs> and AJ's kind of confused. <laughs> and then American Alpha's music hits. Yeah. Out comes Chad Gable and Jason well, Jordan. That, this was cute because Jay, you needed Jason Jordan out there to give him the thumbs up to, hey, go go do this. Yeah. That was cute. That was, was really it cute. Was. And seeing these guys. So Chad Gable comes to the ring and Kevin Owens says, you're not from Dayton. But he, he says, he says, hold on a second. You're not from Dayton. I know that. Yeah. And the Jack Gable goes. It's the little things that matter. He says, I just moved here. When? This morning. This morning. What's your address? And he names some address. And AJ yeah. still in the ring goes, I know that place. <laughs> yeah. This was really good. This is Chad Gable. Man, we said that. I said this a year ago. Two years ago. Whenever before they came up. These guys have so much potential mm-hmm. to be so much. Yep. When is the last time we heard Chad Gable talk on the mic? NXT. <laughs> well, no, they've had promos on SmackDown. Hey, you know what? You're 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 not you're not completely wrong about when's that. When's the last time we've heard a, a really good promo from American Alpha well, the, NXT? The, the, yeah, the point is, when's the last time these guys were able to shine through with who they are? And that's NXT, yes. absolutely for sure. Um, I thought this was fantastic because of that, this sort of the, the sly grin that Chad Gable has on his face. It's everything. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then when AJ says, all right, let's get it going, and it, it's like it, it, everything's just whirling around Kevin Owens. Danilo, the ref, goes to ring the bell, and he's like, wait, what are you doing? Why is this happening right now? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. And then Chad, as he's t- yelling at the, the, the timekeeper, like, why are, you, why are you ringing the bell right now? Chad Gable comes up, bang, suplex. Yep. Chad Gable has some very pretty uh, German suplex. That one he did towards the end of the match where he kind of rolled through on a move and did like a wheelbarrow uh, yeah. German suplex. Yeah. And that was all Chad Gable. I know. It was spectacular. I know. A couple of those. Dude, I looked because I saw this. I saw like some of the matches twice. I forget why. Uh, I think I had to go and then come back and pick it back up. But even the first ones, like he goes back. I looked at Kevin Owens' leg the second time. They were not springing up. This is all Chad Gable just just torquing him back. Yeah, it's really impressive. It was was very impressive. At least half this match uh, happened during a commercial break. In a little tiny screen. Um, Owens went over with a pop-up powerbomb. Yeah, yeah. But Um, still, it was shades shades of Cena angle when Cena opened the challenge. It was a lot of fun. It was It was. It was good. Yeah. Um, Next, we had the hype bro backstage with Daniel Bryan making their case. To get a tag team title shot, we had we had Mojo. Uh, this was uh, this was bun. Daniel Bryan. I got I got a bone to pick. Why should they have to prove themselves with another 
Like, you got to fight the tag team champions to well, get... Well, said a lot has changed in the six months since you've been gone. Well, that don't matter a bit. No, I, I agree. Like Zack Ryder said there shouldn't be a statute of limitations on this. Number one, I love the term statute of limitations. I love that. No, I agree with you. They should get a title shot. Absolutely. But they're going to fight the Usos. Probably going to... I don't know. It is, is Here's kind of my problem with this. A little bit, maybe. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I feel like I, I, I could be okay with this because maybe maybe they're not going to see. I figured that when Zack Ryder came back, he would have he would have like been heel on the inside, just waiting to heel on Mojo. But I guess they're going to give him some actual motivation. Yeah, you know, because sometimes when somebody comes back, I they're know. just evil. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's like maybe we were gone six months. All I did was stew. <laughs> he's kind of like you know he's wearing darker colors. He's got a beard. Yeah, he's got a beard. Oh, that's evil. He's come back evil. Yeah. Well, I think he had the beard before he got I it. think he did, too. He, it should have just been a goatee. Goatee is total evil oh, yes. signifier. Yes. Ever since Spock dropped that goatee, man. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, Ernest Mojo, uh, you know, lays out a case. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so we're going to get next week we're going to get uh, a hype bro Uso, Uso match, match yes. which is going to, you know, I mean, they've done it. You know, Charlotte had to beat Naomi first to get her title. Yes. That's always, that's kind of silly to me, though. Yeah. Next, a Sonic commercial with Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger. Who? Ty who, Dillinger. Who, wait, who is that dude? Is he a, a hot up-and-coming indie talent? Is okay. he a Dayton, Ohio wrestler? No. Is he's, he? He's from Canada. Is he new to the scene? I've never seen him before. He, that's the joke that I have. Anyways, yeah, Ty Dillinger got some TV time and a Sonic integration, so that's good. Uh, Sammy was back to being overbearing Sammy, over-analytical mm-hmm. Sammy, I should mm-hmm. say, because he was looking at each one. He says, what would you rate this? And, of course, Ty gave him both the milkshakes, tens. And Sammy, saying, well, Sammy Zane said, well, well one of them. Well, be better than the other. It has to be better than the other. And uh, Ty said, no. And he just walks away. Pretty much. He says, have them both. Yeah. And I was like, taking a book from Steve here, man. Yeah. Taking a page from the book of Steve, and right? Sammy was like, oh, okay. And I know. He was like, yeah. I'm like, Sammy, you're never going to put that filth in your body. <laughs> it looks amazing, though. I would. Uh, anyways, next up we had, uh, okay, so then we had the big thing with Daniel Bryan comes down and he calls out all the money in the bank competitors. And uh, here's kind of my problem with this, too, having, you know, him saying, because when Charlotte laid out her her case, I thought it was crystal clear because she established precedent. She said, let's look at what happened in the past. There have been any number of occasions where people would get outside interference. You mean Carmella? Carmella. Who did I say? Charlotte? Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. Carmella said there has been any number of... And she laid out specifics in her promo earlier. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, she was dropping years yeah. and names, yeah. and it was great. And Daniel Bryan's only retort was... We've never had somebody literally go up, get the briefcase, and hand it to the person. I thought that was bunk. I thought that wasn't clear enough. That wasn't a good enough argument to do what he did, but they need the match. So next week he declared, and he took the briefcase from Ellsworth. There was a great part, though, because Ellsworth got on the mic and started healing up Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, as sincerely as possible, says James Shut up. I will punch you so hard you can't breathe, he said. <laughs> yeah. And then fire you. And then fuck. And he, boy, he had some he had some stank on that. That was good. And it's cool because I know that he probably really likes James Ellsworth. Um, so, 
Yeah, I thought that because James Ellsworth, he did the big no-no, which was he invoked Daniel Bryan's baby uh, into the equation. You never talk about a man's family. Nope. Uh, so anyways. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned that uh, Carmella had it hand-to-hand over the briefcase. Next right. week, um, we're going to get another Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, after the announcement, things kind of broke down the ring. Big brawl. Yeah. Um, uh, during which... Uh, Carmella was in the ring with Charlotte and Becky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte gave Car- Carmella was it natural selection? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Becky because Carmella got down on her hand on her, on her knees and was like saying, "Please, I'm sorry, you know, yeah, don't yeah. hurt me." Yeah, and then Becky put her in the disarm her. Yeah, and then it was great because Charlotte like kicked some dirt, some symbolic imaginary dirt yes. on the Carmella. So that was good. I love it. It's so fun to see Charlotte and Becky Lynch have a good time with each other. In the yeah, like It's fun to see that relationship because I think they're good friends. Yes, I think so too. Anyways, we had our uh, main event, uh, the WWE champion Jinder Mahal, the modern day Maharaja versus Luke Harper. People love Luke Harper, man. I love Dude Harper. You love Dude Harper. Yes, I like Luke Harper. Um... We knew how this was going to play out. Yeah. At one point, though, it was great. Baron Corbin came out. Baron Corbin should not smile. He's got a very big, weird, goofy smile. Because I've never really seen him smile before to that extent. I think it was an open mouth smile. (laughs) Kind of like that. It was weird because he was carrying the briefcase. Which, by the way, needs to be custom. For, it needs to be customized. It needs to be all end of days. Yeah, exactly. It needs to look like something from the post-apocalypse. Um, so he comes out and just tries to distract. Yeah, it kind of just trolls him a little bit. And just does a lap around the ring. Yeah. Uh, Luke Harper couldn't take advantage of the distraction, however. Because eh, well, uh, Jinder picked up the win. Yeah. Um, afterwards. Thanks to the Bollywood Boys. Yes, afterwards, uh, Randy Orton comes out. Oh, man, he started tossing around them Singh brothers, dude, because they, they sort of attack him. And that's, again, you can see in the body language of Randy Orton, when he when he has to do a little bit of cardio out there, you know he's motivated. Yeah. Because it's so easy for him to just sort of saunter out and start dropping RKOs, which he can do while he sleeps. Yeah. But it's, it's another thing for him to come out in sort of a, a medium run and start tossing people and actually using his, you know, his everything. Yes. Because he tossed them kids like, ooh, man, that was crazy. Um, and then Mahal scurries off into the crowd. And, I, you know, I love Mahal's, Mahal's, like, you know, scared face or whatever you want to call it when his eyes get all big. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. starts mouth breathing, and he's, like, cradling the title like this. I love that, yeah. man. That looked great. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. They seemed like this. This big, like, dad-looking dude sort of in front of him just having a good time. I love whenever they go into the crowd and see the crowd's reaction because they're like, ooh, what do I do? <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, you know, it's it's fun to talk about wrestling when it's bad, and this was a bad week of SmackDown. Yeah. But, you know, if we're able to get some entertainment value out of it, whatever. If yes. we're able to get fired up about their missteps, then I guess that's a good thing. Yes. Anyways, we'll let's answer some questions. Answer some questions here on the Patreon at the one dollar and up mark. Uh, you, we we try to get in as many of the questions from at least you know if you're a Patreon a patron, we try to get your question answered at least once. Yes, but a lot of you people ask questions. Yes. Um, let's start off with CM Punk finds it insulting. If he had to choose between AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at a future WrestleMania for the WWE title and AJ Styles and Kenny Omega at a future WrestleMania for WWE title, which match would you choose knowing that the match 
you don't choose will never happen at WrestleMania or any other show. Uh, you would have to be AJ Omega because we've never seen it. Uh, that is correct. It was, wait, it was AJ Omega or what? Um, AJ and Nakamura. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, I agree. I mean, that's a, that's a tough decision to make. Oh, yeah. It doesn't come without some, you know, second guessing. Got to think about these things. Uh, all right, moving on. Let's see here. What else we got? Um, King of Hostile, Joshua Dynamic Knight Martinez. Hey, friendo. So I was wondering what your thoughts are on Okada. Um, Joshua's cousin tried to make the case. And granted, he says his cousin doesn't watch New Japan a lot. Why do people like Okada so much? He's overbooked. He's won every big match this year. When Roman wins big matches, people bitch. Can you please enlighten him? Because wins and losses are not everything. Um, Okada is one of the premier storytellers in wrestling today. The fact that he's been able to do it, it, it might have been easy. Like, especially for guys like us who sort of just hopped on the New Japan thing back at Wrestle Kingdom. It'd be sort of easy to say, oh, well, he was in there against Kenny Omega, who, you know, might be the best storyteller in wrestling. But the fact that he's been able to tell amazing stories yes. with Shibata, Suzuki, Omega twice, and, and in the second one, up his game, um, in my opinion, anyways. Um, and then it's still at the same time, I didn't even see the Tiger Mask W match he had. Yeah. Um, I want to see that yeah. one, but everybody said it was fantastic. The fact that he can tell these amazing stories in the ring, it doesn't matter if you get the win, doesn't matter if the story you tell isn't that great, you know? What matters is the story you tell in the ring, and Okada, across a slew of a variety of styles, a variety of opponents, a variety of stories mm-hmm. that are told, mm-hmm. it, you, you're sucked into his matches like they're... Scorsese flicks, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. They're amazing story told mat- storytelling matches. I think part of it with Okada, and granted I don't know his full history, is, is I mean, I think he was, uh, a lot of his achievements, or especially this year, a lot of what he's done feels earned. Mm-hmm, yeah. And the perception, yeah, yeah, yeah. the perception, at least, with Reigns, that he was, he's been given mm-hmm, yeah. a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Not necessarily earning them quite yet. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's the major difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, there's a difference, but there's, yeah. I mean, why do people, even when AJ tries his damnness to, to be heel on the audience, why do they cheer him? Because he's so damn good. Because he's so damn good. And it's not just the fact that he's one of the best sellers in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's not just the fact that he can do some crazy moves. The guy knows storytelling. Yes. So damn good. Yeah. And that's the idea that this man can tell those stories are why, no matter what, they're going to cheer for him. Mm-hmm. That's, gonna, that's why. And that's why there's such a massive difference because Roman, and I'm not crapping on him, he doesn't have the experience and he hasn't proven that he can put on those matches that are so transcendent storytelling-wise that we, that we give a damn. Like half the time he doesn't even sell. Yeah. And I'm not putting it on him necessarily. I think that there's a directive from probably Vince. Hey, you're Superman. Congratulations. Yeah. You don't have to sell anything. Yeah. You know. And, I mean, there's there's an element in that last promo he gave on Raw of, I know this, and nobody can beat me, and I'm sort of arrogant about it now, yeah. which 
you know, is at least entertaining. Yeah, and is, his his match with Joe was good. Yeah, it was good. But when we sit here and we say, yeah, his match was good, it's not like, dude, you see that Okada match? Oh, my God. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, my God. So there's a, there's a gulf between the two. Um, Gene the Grappler, hello, friendos. Carmella was stripped of the Money in the Bank briefcase, and the whole match is basically going to be on free TV next week. Interesting, since Edge got his Money in the Bank briefcase from Mr. Kennedy, and no one reversed that decision. My question is, could you see something like this from happening in either the men's or women's Money in the Bank matches in the future, or was, or was doing this created drama to promote the rematch? Well, Edge got it because he challenged Mr. Anderson to put it up in a match. Yes. And then was able to win that match. Yes. Um, I mean, I think the finish to the pay-per-view match was simply just to get a lot of heat on Carmella. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that was it. I think it was, I think it was, you know, I, let me ask you something. Do you think it was, it was simply to get a lot of heat on Carmella? Or was it simply to get a lot of people buzzing about the controversial finish? In hopes that they'll tune in to SmackDown? Yeah. Boost ratings? Possibility. Yeah. yeah. My gut says, well, I mean, it, it, it could honestly be the kind of thing where they said, hey, you know, two birds with one stone yes. here. That that seems likely to me. Um, and, I mean, you know, in, in a respect, they accomplished their job. Uh, Herney Fernie, salutation, friendos. First time patron here, but long time listener and live stream donator. Thank you. Uh, my question is, who would you, who would have a better run? William Regal in the current UK indie scene, Eddie Guerrero in Lucha Underground, Christian in NXT, or Chris Jericho in New Japan. Hey, what? Who would have what? A better run. Regal um, in the current United Kingdom indie scene, Eddie Guerrero in Lucha Underground, Christian in, in uh, NXT, or Chris Jericho in New Japan. I mean, Jericho. Although, I don't know, Regal will be pretty massive. I would say my my bet would be on Regal or Guerrero. If we're taking each promotion who would succeed the most, I would either go with Regal um or I'd go Guerrero was such a great character. Oh yeah. He could have been a Hollywood actor. Oh yeah. And that plays really you got you got to think what was their strong suit and how does that play to the promotion? And given that Guerrero is such a strong character, I think that would have played really, really over in, in Lucha Underground. Um, my only thing about Jericho is that it's not like New Japan is the promo. Like I know he's a spectacular wrestler. But New Japan isn't... Well, they got Yano over there. Jericho was such a great character. Yeah. And I know there, there are great characters in New Japan, but so much of what he did, I think, was so specific to his promos and his ability to communicate. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how that would translate to an audience where English isn't their first language. I don't know, but that's why, I'm, that's why I would okay. go in a different Fair way. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, the Nightcrawler. Hey, friendo. So me and Double T were watching SmackDown. He compared Raw to WCW just in the way that you go there when you're established, already a big star, and if you aren't either one of those, you are probably a jobber. Do you agree with this comparison? And side question, do you think WWE has gotten complacent? I don't necessarily... Do you think W... Oh, that's a loaded question. Do you think <laughs> WWE's gotten complacent? I think the issue with WWE is more that they're kind of uh, 
is complacent and out of touch. No, I think that's more. The, I think Vince is more out of touch. Yeah, I think those are two different things. Things complacent. It's not that they're riding. Like I mean, if they had, it's not that they're overly comfortable because they, you know, they. I mean, they thought that uh, world of sport was going to be a threat to whatever they want to do in, in the United Kingdom. So they were like really pushing things along. Yeah, I. I okay, well, let me ask you this though. That that's sort of a reactive move. And I guess if you're simply being reactive two things when things aren't happening does that make them complacent i think complacency would be oh world of sports trying to do something in the uk we don't care <laughs> we're, we're, hey, that would definitely be complacent. we're the wwe yeah 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 I but that but, would be complacent but but without a proper ongoing competition oh i mean yeah without competition yes yeah uh, complacency could set in. Yeah, I'll say this though: I don't. I, I think that there might be a level of complacency, a yeah. level of out of touchedness. Yeah. Um, I, I would think this is. I don't know, but at the high, I look at NXT and I don't think Triple H is being complacent with that. I think there are definite things where there is inspiration in the WWE. Yeah. And I think a lot of that stuff seems to come from Triple H, who yeah. seems to want to have a plan in place, who seems to want to make the product more dramatic and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So, I don't know. Is it, is it, is it, I think there are, I think WWE is a big machine. Yes. And I think there are some major elements of complacency, but more oh, out of touch. Yeah, I think they're more out of touch yeah. than complacent. But yeah, yeah, it's not to say there is zero complacency. Um, Lindsay DXHBK, hello to both good friendos. If one day Cassius Ono were to join the revival, what would their stable name be? And most importantly, um, and the biggest reason for this question, what would their theme lyrics be? Thank you for everything. You both continue to do as always. So how can we combine, oh no, and say yeah? I like the awkward shoehorning of back and forth. With okay, like, you do oh no and I'll do say yeah. Oh no. Say yeah. Oh no. Say yeah. Oh no. Say yeah. Oh no. I'm just, yeah. doing, I'm just doing the Christmas thing. What is that song? I'm, oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Chris Hero with a rival. That's an odd pairing right there. Yeah, no. That, that's a little weird. God, I love. What's his name? Dawson. Oh, yeah. Let me say, it wasn't us this time. This time. I know. Scott Dawson's great. <laughs> That's good. Man, they're great. Let's see here. Oh, man, you were way down there. Um, you really got to reach out to Patreon and say, hey, can you please make the popular ones best? Yeah, at least you can uh, order them based on likes. Yeah. Um, uh, Cesaro's Jimmy Olsen, Lisandro Carranza. Hey, Steven Larson and friendos of the world. Since So since Dolph has shown that he is capable of putting on great matches... Um, he had a match of the night on this week's SmackDown, a great match at No Mercy last year. No Mercy. How much success would he have outside WWE? Um, Shinsuke mentioned on Talking Smack that Dolph would be great in Japan. Yeah, man. Did you catch that? I didn't, but that's awesome. And I kind of agree. What do you guys think? I agree 100%. Yes. I think if anybody, if, it's, if anybody were to leave, I think Dolph Ziggler would have a higher than Johnny Mundo ceiling in terms of being out there. And Johnny Mundo is by far one of the top American indie wrestlers out there. Mm -hmm. um, well, that used to be in WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He does, uh, yeah, he does indie dates. 
Yeah. I was thinking, like, T-Ross was all over the world, man. Yeah, 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 totally. Because those Lucha Underground contracts are kind of wonky. That's what I was thinking. Well, this can't be on uh, TV. US TV. US TV. Okay, that's right. But I know he um, wrestles a lot in Mexico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, dur- yeah. and during the uh, Rooster Teeth documentary, mm-hmm. when Lawrence and James went over to his house, he had a belt from... Ooh, what? It was a... Uh, a promotion somewhere in the Middle East. Oh wow! So yeah, he wrestles yeah. everywhere. He does a lot, yeah. Um, but I think I think Dolph, because of he's got a, a bit of a higher profile, um, I would be I would actually be really fascinated to see what Dolph could do match wise, storytelling wise, in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Who's, you know, uh, organization that seems to uh, take pride in that. Uh, Henry Fernie uh, says, first time Patreon here, but long time listener and live stream donator. Thank you very much for that, Herney. Uh, oh, you already read that. I read that one. Sorry, already. I was looking at this one right here. Robert Haynes, sorry. First time patron. With women's money in the bank match being reset, are there any money in the bank matches you feel would be good to reset? Like any past ones you'd want to see redone? Money in the bank matches? Yeah, that they'd want to say. No. The one that Jack Swagger won. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that WrestleMania 26? Oh, oh, yeah. Let's see who else was in that match. Um, other options were Christian, Dolph, Kane, Shelton Benjamin, MVP, Matt Hardy, Evan Bourne, Drew, McIntyre. Oh, wow. And Kofi Kingston. It's That's so a good lineup. It's so funny. I was watching uh, WWE had like a clip or something. Somebody put something on with, with Drew from his first run. And the difference is so stunning. I know. It is so the, – the amount of confidence he just carries with him now versus then it is – it's – 180 degree difference. It really is. It's huge. Um, Who would win that match? Who would you want to see win that match? Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, so I was going to say too. He's in talks. I know. He's in talks. According to Pro Wrestling Sheet. Yep. He's in talks. That'd be great. But they did kind of of quash my uh, dreams to have American Alpha be a heel last night. Well, last night, but that might change. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, here we go. Joe Shea says, uh, hi, friendos. First question. Which stipulation do you see being added to Orton Mahal 3? He says, I could see potentially the Singh brothers being banned from ringside. Any other stipulation possibilities like uh, Punjabi prison match? There were rumors that that might be the case. Are those, I, I read that on Twitter, but are those valid-ish? I don't know. I don't even remember what that, wasn't it like a cage with like a bunch of crap all over the place? I think so. What did it look like? I'll look it up. You find a new question. Okay. Um, all right. Fashion police informant Gary James. If Vince's, they weren't on the show last night. Um, if Vince's goal is for SummerSlam to feel like a massive show that will attract more casual fans, then surely they need to look at moving the belt from Jinder prior to the pay-per-view to allow a more ho- sorry high-profile opponent um, a spot on the card. That's not me. This is J- uh, Gary saying. Uh, this is not me doubting Jinder, but precedent has been set with Owen the Goldberg for WrestleMania. With that in mind, what do you think uh, will the match at SummerSlam be? Wait, what do you think? think will the match at SummerSlam for the Universal title? Well, that's where WWE talk. It's probably going to be Jinder and John Cena at SummerSlam. Um, yeah, I can see that. And that's a pretty high-profile match. Yeah. No, it is. It totally is. That'd be my guess. You want to see that match? Sure. Yeah, I don't see any reason why not. Although Cena's going to win. 
break the record at SummerSlam. What age? Well, I don't know. That's not a drag. Kind of a drag. Not a drag. I don't know. It's still so it's weird. They had him win at the Rumble, take the belt off AJ just for him to hold it for like three weeks. It's not the ideal situation. I'll put it this way. It's not the ideal situation. No. Like, I don't really want... I don't need Cena in the title picture. Oh, I know. I don't need that. I don't need that. Unless... A, a record you know what they could do? What they could do is have Cena win, then Corbin cashes in on him. Oh, that'd be fantastic. At SummerSlam. I went, um, this, so this is what a Punjabi prison match looks like. It's a lot of what, bamboo. What is that? I don't know what that stuff is. Um, I mean, it looks menacing. This looks like I, I would definitely is have that two cages. Yeah, it's like a cage and then a cage. It's kind of cool. I mean, I wonder if one of the reasons why, like, nobody talks about it with, like, a lot of reverence is because Great Kali was, you know, one of the dudes. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. See how all that works out. Yep. Um, pretty boy Adam Mayhem. Hey, friendos, in your opinion, who deserves a main event push that hasn't gotten it yet? And who got it that didn't deserve it? Jack Swagger. He didn't deserve it. I think when, when Sheamus' first main event push... He was still pretty green. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think he deserved it at all. Oddly, what was the first part of the question? Uh, who deserved one but never got it? Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. You know, they did some big things with him, though. Oh, um, I know. I know, but... But no, world title. You're right. Yes. Um, Wade, I feel Wade Barrett. Like, I feel like he didn't get the full extent of what they were trying to do with him. They yes. didn't ever really follow through with that. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just the Cena thing because he had to push after that or if it was the injuries. I don't know. But I feel like I feel like we didn't see everything he could have done and then eventually he was sort of just a skinnier version of himself who just didn't really want to seem to be there. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah, that seemed pretty clear by the time he was a member of the League of Nations. Yeah. Boy, I love the Bad News Barrett stuff, though. Yeah, you really like that. He seemed to have so much fun with it. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. All right, let's do a couple more. A uh, couple more. A couple more questions. Uh, let's see here. All right, here we go. JT. Hey, friendos. How would you power rank the most protected finishers today, and will there ever be a finish that could surpass Hogan's leg drop? Well, Sid kicked out of that. Yeah, but that's because there was a botch. Someone was supposed to break up the pitfall. Dude, I ain't going to botch kicking out of a leg drop. That's great. Who was supposed to break that up? Oh, I don't know. I forget. Who was, even, who was in the match? I don't remember. Hogan said, was that a mania? Maybe. Uh, I have no idea. But I'm sorry, man. You get hit with Hogan's leg drop. Just let the match end. Yeah. You can't kick out of a leg drop. Then you're like all-time legend guy, you know? Well, I mean, but it's Sid. It's, I don't know what that means, though. When you say, but it's Sid, what does that exactly mean? It just means, but it's Sid. That's a very complex answer you're giving exactly. me right there. That's the whole point. But it's Sid. Right now, the most protected finisher is Dirty Deeds. No one kicks out of that. Nobody kicks out of that. Uh, the combination of the uh, the Hardys. Oh, Twist of Fate and Swanton Bomb? Yeah. Those nobody are, kicks out of that. Nobody kicks out of that stuff. The most Right now, is, is that the question? Yeah. Power ranking right now? Yeah, Dirty Deeds is like number one. And Dirty Deeds, number one. Swanton, two. Swanton, two. Right now, they're booking Jinder's finish really strong. Yeah. Like, Randy Orton will kick out of everything. If he's not kicking out of your finish, then that's booked really strong. Yeah. Um, they kind of treat the Styles Clash. 
Because they rarely let him do it? Yeah. Has anybody kicked out of his... Cena, Cena kicked out of it, so nope, not that. Has anybody kicked out of a Kinshasa? No. Joe didn't Wait. kick out of any in NXT? He had to have. I don't remember. I think he did. What other moves? When he did it to Bobby Roode, he didn't get over for the pin, I don't think, in time. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. I wonder if Joe kicked out of one. Did, uh, did Shinsuke kick out of uh, the glorious DDT? I think so. Those things look beautiful. Mm-hmm. When somebody sells it, boy, those mm-hmm. look beautiful. Who'd have thought Bobby Roode's bringing back a DDT? It looks good. I know. Bailey to Bailey's uh, uh, booked pretty strong. Yes. I think he's booked pretty strong. Um, One more, then trivia time. All right, from the Nunes clan, or the Nunes clan. I had a, I had a Spanish teacher. I think her last name was Nunes. And I don't know whether to say Nunes or Nunes for this one. Anyways, it's Scott, Abby, and Landon. First time question. says, had the idea that Vince could be branding these indie darlings over in SmackDown. We have been overjoyed by the U.S. title scene, but in reality, all of the top guys have been demoted to a secondary title. I personally would love to see AJ versus Nakamura for the WWE Championship at Mania, but after last night's SmackDown, I feel it's going to happen for the U.S. title. Anyone else, anyone else feel like this because they aren't... Oh, anyone else feel like because they aren't homegrown or, quote, big money names in WWE, Vince will throw them in mid-card matches at Mania instead of main events this year and in the future. In no, I just spots. think they're trying to really build up the prestige of the U.S. title. I think that's all it is. Well, I... That that could be that could be one of the, the, the oddball thing is the WWE Championship because like Jinder Mahal you can't call him a big big time name yeah you know I mean you can't with Randy you know Vince loves Randy we know that but so it's gonna be for me it's gonna be it's gonna be I want to see how the WWE Championship scene shakes out if they gave it to Cena he's a big time part timer the, the the point here is kind of valid. Yeah, but then if they have Baron, well, Baron Corbin, I guess, is a yeah. homegrown talent. But no, but I, I think he falls in with the the mid level. Like he's talking yeah, about yeah, those yeah, mid level yeah. guys. You're right, Baron Corbin. That's a good name to toss in there. Um, and AJ did hold the title. He yeah. did hold down SmackDown with that title mm-hmm. for a while. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that that you know they're 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 playing a couple different hands here. So I don't think there's one thing you can say is does Vince treat these guys a certain way. I think they sort of go with what they can go with. Yeah. All right, trivia time. All right. Today we were doing, I don't remember what we did last week. Modern era and classic. Modern era and classic. We're skipping that. I'll read first. You go ahead. We're starting with modern era. At WrestleMania 21, who won the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match? Uh, I was there at WrestleMania 21, and the first winner of the very first Money in the Bank ladder match was, of course, you think you know me. Yep. You think you know me. Edge. Led to his live sex show, Larson. It did, eventually. <laughs> I actually had to think about that for a second. And I was like, oh, yeah. I like, I like how you talked it through. Good job. <laughs> Makes me look like I'm smart. All right. What former NFL star was inducted by John Cena into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2006. Wow. Former NFL star. I'd assume the celebrity wing. Uh, that, yeah, I'll, I'll confirm that, yeah. Hmm. 
2006, you say? Correct. Why am I drawing a blank on this? I don't know. I would have known it. I would have guessed LT. But then again, in 2006, I think LT also had a lot of problems already. Yes. Uh, the refrigerator Perry. Oh, I thought maybe. I didn't know he was inducted in the Hall of Fame. I had no idea. Huh. He was in the, uh, the there was a battle royal at WrestleMania 2 between wrestlers and football players. Yeah, I know. But there are a lot of NFL guys. Yeah, I, I, know, I yeah, know, I know. Yeah, it was a whole battle royal, yeah. Hmm. Uh, who teamed with David Hart Smith to form the WWE Tag Team Champion Championship pair, the Hart Dynasty? Uh, wait, who teamed with who? David Hart Smith. David Hart. Oh, uh, that'd be a Dynamite Kid. No, Tyson Kid. Tyson. David Hart Smith. Oh, that was. Oh, we're in the fucking modern era. Yeah, come on, man. Modern era. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's stupid. Who did David Hart Smith? Yeah. Uh, who team was Shane McMahon and Umaga to beat Bobby Lashley in a three-on-one handicap match to win the ECW Championship at Backlash 2007? Shane McMahon, Umaga, and whom beat Bobby Lashley for the ECW title? Well, actually, no, no chance. Yeah, I thought Mr. McMahon held that stupid title. I'm not doing it today. Uh, what former school teacher was a member of the ECW New Breed Stable? Matt Stryker. Yep. Nice. What former WWE and World Heavyweight Champion was nicknamed The Animal? Oh, Batista. Very good. Uh, what superstar won the very first Hell in the Cell match at Bad Blood in Your House, October 97? Who got that pin? Think about it. I think about it. Oh... <laughs> uh, what hum- Now we're on classic. Yes, classic. Sorry, I meant to specify classic. What humiliating act did the loser of the Bret Hart-Jerry Lawler match at King of the Ring 1995 have to do? What was the punishment? And by the way, we're not doing this punishment. for. Uh, Does it involve kissing someone's butt? You're so close. Uh, ass? <laughs> Foot? I, yeah, you get the point. Yeah, you get the point. Kissing the foot. Well, it's not that close to the butt. The fact that you're kissing a body part? I'm not going to take that. You're not going to take that? No. The honesty system here. Yes. What Hall of Famer and previous tag team champion beat Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam 91? Bret Hart. Yeah. Man. What tag team specialist won world tag titles with Haystacks Calhoun, Dean Ho... Larry Zabisco and Rick Martel in the seventies and eighties. I will I will give you all my points if you get this. I will give you all four of my points. You can have five points right now if you get this. Well, I know Tito Santana tag team with Rick Martel, so I'll say Tito Santana. That's way too easy. No, not Tito Santana. Who is it? Tony Gorea. Who in the Rudy Pooh hell? Is Tony Gurea. Wouldn't have got that. Okay. All right, your last question. What two-time Intercontinental Champion relaunched his career in 1991 as El Matador? El Matador. I should really know this. 1991. Mm-hmm. Two-time IC Champion. Mm-hmm. God damn. No, I do. Fuck, I know this. I 
Um, Mr. Perfect? I just said his name. Tito Santana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. Oh. Your final question. Yes. I have one. What Caucasian superstar, under the guidance of his manager Slick, discovered his African roots and renamed himself Akeem? Um, was it One Man Gang? Very good. So I get... You get two. Wait, you got five? I got four. I got two, so you get two cards. I get two cards. Uh-oh. I made a mess. Darn. All those WCW cards. I, want some more, I, want I was some doing so well. I want some more Steiner Bro. All right. Ooh. Very erotic. Ivory. You know, Ivory always remind me of like... Like a mom, like a suburban mom. Mm-hmm. Like, hi, Miss Ivory. Hi, Stephen. How are you doing? Good. And I got Chris Jericho. Mm. That's Even a good one. Putting the rock, I think, in a submission maneuver. Cool. What is it, the walls of Jericho or the lion tamer? It's like the walls. Yeah, I can't tell. Anyways, underwhelming prizes for me today. Anyways, that's it for now. Tomorrow we've got our NXT and 205 Live recaps. Yes. So I should probably get to watching 205 Live tomorrow. Yes, you should. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.